What's good, everybody? Welcome back to the OG Sports Show. It's your boy Chuck. Slow motion. And B. Fellas, what we in? Week eight? Week eight. This week, is eight. week eight. It's been a, a pretty busy, intriguing week for us uh, Tampa Floridians uh, yeah. this week. Yeah. Uh, a lot of chaos, a lot of craziness. A lot of craziness. COVID craziness. Yeah, a lot of folks with no masks running around acting stupid, doing silly <laughs> stuff. I get it. People acting out of character. I mean, is it though? The Bucks did win the Super Bowl, so. I mean, they did. It's out of character. <laughs> Definitely out of character. Be real now. <laughs> well, we got a whole lot to get into. Yeah. So let's jump right into it. Slow what the lick read, bro. What the lick read? Week eight. The NFL football, well, football season as a whole came to an end on Sunday with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are your NFL Super Bowl champions. Yeah, man. Go Bucks. That's it. Let's get into the game. We can't have no Look, man. So I called it. I'm going to start us off because I called it. I said that my boys got past the Saints. There's a pretty good chance they can make it to the Super Bowl and win it, which they did. Beat the Saints, beat the Packers, sent them boys home, got into this game in the Super Bowl. Todd Bowles and the defense did what they did. Tom Brady did what he had to do, didn't make no mistakes. That was key. Which was key. Um, they were able to run the ball, defense stepped up, and pretty much just dared um, to say, look, we're going to take Tyreek Hill out the game. They're going to play this cover two. They're going to keep two safeties back, and they're going to make you – you gonna have to beat us running the ball, or you gonna have to Man, beat he, he, They could have had Tyreek Hill, they could have had Randy Moss, they could have had T.O. in his prime. It would have made a bit of damn difference because the Kansas City offensive line could not stop a nosebleed. That was the key um, difference in the ball game. People, uh, I I give credit where credit is due. They had a good scheme. Oh, yeah. um, they had a good scheme. I I wouldn't even call that cover too because those safeties was playing <laughs> on Mac Deal. <laughs> <laughs> and the game's on Dale Mabry. And they kept everything in front. They kept the deep ball away. Yep. Because um, they sure let Travis Kelsey yeah. take it. Everything Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey wanted up front, they gave it. But when, you can't, but when you can't block exactly. four, I mean, do you really need much of a scheme back he, then? He did, they didn't have because, to Because, I mean, it was, it was like JPP and Shaq was like – it was like – it was like the, the Kansas City line was like – they was Matadors. Olay. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I I give it to them, but one thing that they, they didn't do that we kind of talk about a lot is they, they did not try to run the ball that much at all. No, no. they well, they got behind. They got behind and they, you can't run. I mean, but you can see, after well, in the start of the third quarter, they tried, they gave it a, a, a look-see, I'll and they, say. And they were, they were pretty successful. They were somewhat successful. Right. I mean, they just abandoned it, but like you said, I think it was because they was behind. They got behind. Also, they probably get, you know, you think about it, man. You got, you, got, you know, Andy Reid. Eric Bieniemy, mean, you got these shiny toys and Tariq Hill and, and Kelsey and Hardeman and you know your, your boy Pringle got in and got him right. some work. You want to play with them toys, you know what I'm saying? But that's always the downfall of every team. Like every every time, every time that's the downfall of every team is you. So just because the Bucks are the run defense is ranked pretty high, and you got Patrick Mahomes, and you got all these toys, like you said, you don't want to run the ball at all. You got to even if even if it's just for show, just to make them play you honest, you have to do that. And I, that's for me. That's on Andy Reid, and that's that's on part of the game planning. Todd Bowles came out and said, "This is what we're gonna do. 
and we're not gonna get we're not gonna move up out of this. You're gonna have to take what we give you. Dink and dunk, and he didn't do it. They didn't because running the ball is you know pass run blocking when it comes to off to offensive linemen is a whole lot easier than pass blocking. Yeah, but you know you know that nobody had not just the Bucks, but nobody had any real fear of Kansas City's running game running all game. year long. They haven't done so, it all year. So them running the ball in the Super Bowl would just they'd have been running just for the sake of running it. Like they had no fear of them running the ball. So but when you but I when, get what you're saying. They need that. They still needed to have that balance. I mean, when you when like if if they had both of their starting tackles, different game. It'd been a different ball game. But you don't have your starting tackle, so why not ease the pressures on these backups and also ease and and at least get the Bucks to kind of think about well. They're gonna be. They're gonna at least run the ball. So we got to make sure we kind of stop that first. They didn't do that. Like I, I hear what you're saying. You got all these toys. You got all this stuff. They didn't do it all year. But sometimes that's the sign. That's why I like that's a sign of a good coach is you have to. You have to be able to adjust and do what the other team is not expecting. Like we talked about with Todd Bowles when they played the Saints in the playoffs again. He didn't come. He didn't sit back and let Drew Brees dink and dunk and pick him apart and only rush four. He knew he had to put pressure on Drew Brees. And he did it, and he was successful. He knew he couldn't sit, he couldn't blitz Pat Mahomes like he did the first game they played or like they've been doing all year. Let me pull these safeties back, keep everything up front, and they're going to have the dink and dunk and drive up this field. So at that point, that's that's adjusting. The Chiefs didn't adjust. They got they got out of whatever, they got out of whatever. They, the, the bus came out, hit them in the mouth, and they at that point they kind of folded. And kind of like we said with the Bills, they came in and kicked field goals and weren't getting touchdowns. Yeah, my thing is though, I think I think that I don't know what kind of adjustments they could have made because of the fact you know you play D line, I play DB. You know that if you got if if you if me as a DB, I know if I, my D line can can get pressure, I can kind of sit back and and, and do a whole right. lot of reading and watching before I have to react to anything because I know they got a lot of they gonna get the pressure. You think about it, they had Vita Vea back in the middle was gonna plug up anything in the middle. They got so much trust and faith in their linebackers. No matter if it was run or pass, JPP and Shaq Barry had their ears pinned back the entire game. So they, they didn't have to stop and read run. They was going to take off anyway take, take and off. take their chances. because That's why they got some of the running right, plays off. Because they took off so much. That's why they was able to get them, like you yeah. said, a couple of lanes, get them a couple of run plays off because JPP and Barry, Jack, Shaq Barry, their job was to get to Patrick Mahomes every single down no matter what happened. So I don't really – because of the fact that they both their tackles was out – I don't know what, what adjustments they could have made. Because this ain't the first time somebody zoned them up. No. I think, because if you see when they did move the ball, when Patrick Ramones did have a little time, he found Kelsey in them yeah. zone pockets. Mm -hmm. It's just when it got compressed, once you get in the red zone, everything compresses. Mm -hmm. So everything's flooding the zones, and he's running for his life. Right. You can't find anybody open. Right, because they don't have no time to get open. Because, yeah. like you said, everything's compressed. So. And I was just thinking about something. Did Le'Veon Bell play? I, I didn't think. I don't field. think he got in the game at all. No, I ain't seen. That's kind of weird. I don't know. Though. That's what I'm saying. Like, but I, but you think about the type of runner Le'Veon Bell is. If we have <clears> no <throat> line blocking, where he's a patient true. runner, he would. Well, I mean, at least in the swing game, he's a good yeah. receiver out the backfield. Yeah, because I was thinking, I was like, and nobody really. I, I don't remember in the game that anybody pointed that out. Uh, one of the commentators that they went with Williams no, and Romo was too busy, too busy on Mahomes' jock. You know what's gonna happen? It's gonna come. They're gonna score, man. I ain't gonna lie. After after the after the second quarter, I was like, it's over. I didn't I didn't see it change. I didn't see nothing change. I didn't yeah. see nothing that happened. Even though the Bucks didn't really do much in the second half, you know, offense wise, I think what they scored three only scored three points in the second half. Didn't they? they have it was twenty eight to what twenty eight nine at halftime. 
26, I think, because I think Kansas City. And the final was what, 31 9? Yeah, so they didn't, they didn't only score the field goal after halftime, but they didn't really need to at that point. Yeah. Yeah, was they, already they were running the ball and very successfully running the ball, and they had Kansas City's defense on their heels. So, you know, my boys pulled it through, and I'm and I'm, I'm glad and I'm happy. I got to see another Bucks Super Bowl in my lifetime. I'm a, I want to ask you this, though. How do you feel? About because I thought about this when they they were talking about it. Uh, I think at the after the game they said that basically every touchdown that was scored in the Super Bowl <clears> by a, a buck that wasn't there the year before. I don't. And I, to me, to me, it takes a little bit of the luster off of it because of the fact that you know what I'm saying. You think about the work that Mike Evans and 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 Godwin put in the year before. Like they was top five. Both of them were top five receiving yards. You know they I'm sure they sacrificed a lot to win this game, but. To me, it just it just it didn't it, it didn't feel the same because we had a Gronk t- we had two Gronk touchdowns we had Leonard Fournette score another touchdown and you know basically the touchdowns were scored by what we could say is brand new Bucks in a sense because they ain't really been here through the grind now to me it to me it it meant a whole lot more if Bruce was able to take last year's team with no new additions and win the Super Bowl you know what I'm saying to me it kind of feels a little bit like when you know, LeBron and them got together in Miami and made the super team win the Super Bowl. Yeah, the Heat fans was happy about it, but most of them was bandwagon ones that jumped on in the first place. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, that's the thing. The average person don't even care. Yeah. They won. And, yeah. And but but to me, like I said, to me it's like it, it, it loses a little bit of its luster. Like I said, if now it would, it, I would have given them a whole lot more credit and I'd have been a, a whole lot more excited for the city if last year's team – would have turned it around this year and ran the table and won the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Instead of having to, you know, bring in all these big money players to make it happen. You know what I'm saying? It just, it just would have felt better for the city, in my opinion. That's just me. That's true. I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, I know being a Washington fan, Dane Snyder tried to buy Super Bowls, tried to add pieces. It didn't work. He paid the wrong people. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So <laughs> so you have, to, you have to tip your hat to them. They – Hedged their bets, and they they got you know. I remember when the Rams did it. Yeah, they went full on, and you didn't you failed. So they hedged their bets. Wanna you know takes all, and they they won it. I, I you know I give it to them, but I want to throw out the elephant in the room, and that's the first half calls. <laughs> now I'm not gonna say that the Bucks. It made the Bucks win. I'm not gonna say that. I'm not a football, but it sure helped them. And those were some. It was three bogus calls. It was and a couple. Of, it was definitely a couple of defensive holding calls that, that, like I said, as a DB, I'm like, what the hell can they do? You know what I'm saying? If I can't put my hands on you at all, the Bashad Breeland penalty was trash. Yeah, it was trash. It was trash. Because I, I, I honestly thought that Bashad Breeland tripped him incidental contact. Right. There's a video on YouTube. This dude slowed it down. Rashad Breed didn't even touch Mike Evans. Mike Evans flopped. Oh wow. Mike Evans, he point he showed when the ball was clearly gonna be over. He wasn't gonna catch it. Mike no. Evans flopped. Well, the same thing with the, the pass interference uh in the end zone against uh Tyrone Matthews. He pointed that one out too. The ball hit the 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 padding, padding. outside. That ball was a, uncatchable. Not a catchable ball. Like well. You can't, you can't, you can't call that. Like, so when it's, when it, especially in this, in the game of this magnitude, you can't make those. Especially right. those two calls, you can't make those. There was two people on Twitter that that pointed out um, 
some stuff, and I kind of re- retweeted them. Um, one was Tony Dungy, and you you can't you can't be offsides when you're going to line up for a field goal block. Oh, that was no, legit. That, that was, was a legit, legit call. So you you gave up three, and they got six. Um, the Brashard Breeland, that's the only one that I was like, eh, okay. So the one in the end zone, you didn't think you thought that well, was and that, and this is where I'm going because Steve White, former Buck defensive lineman, you know, he does a lot of article and breakdown of players. He said he was kind of in the same mind, but he looked at the all 32, and he said the reason why it was called was because Tyron Matthew redirected Mike Evans, and it was egregious. Right, but so that, that the rule is it's got to be catchable. Then that's illegal contact. Right. Then I then that that's on the rest for for, right. for for calling the wrong penalty. Right. But, but a but, penalty should have been but, called. But, yeah, but, should've, yeah, but it's, only, it's only illegal contact if it's past five yards. That's true too. Right. I, I'm it was, not he was, sure he was within five yards when he made contact and redirected him. Um, so yeah, that that you could throw the illegal contact out the window because it, it wasn't beyond five yards. I, I, and I can say this too: it it don't matter what was called. You only scored three field goals the whole game. And yeah, you yeah, that's why I say. That's why I say I'm so, not saying that's so, what made them lose. No, exactly. Yeah. So I understand that. I mean, people, you look at him like you know. Uh, for me, the Brashard, Breland, Mike Evans, that one, I'm like, eh, okay, you could have you could have held on that one. The other ones, I, I don't have a problem with the calls. And then too, finding out that this particular referee crew, they were known for throwing flags or so coming into the game. I'm pretty sure both teams know. Like, hey, look, this right. crew. Throws flags for pass interference. They you gonna get penalized. But my thing was, it seemed like they must have had a conversation with them at halftime because the flags kind of slowed down after that. I think so. They they had to tell them like, look, they had to tell them look what was going on. People are talking. Y'all are making too much of an impact on the game. Like we're tired of seeing y'all. We want to see these two high power teams play. But because was, they slowed it was over by the end. Yeah, because it was. <laughs> yeah. But you could tell, like I said, in the second half they stopped. There wasn't as many flags going right. out. You know, in the second half. Because I think the the. Kansas City was penalized 95 yards in the first half, yeah. which is just crazy. For a Super Bowl, that's crazy. Especially when they've been playing like all playoffs long. But like I said, I don't I don't want I don't want to sound like Yeah, I'm not tainted. And it's taking not anything tainted. away from no, them. It's just the, the fact that it was some calls that helped because you know how football is. If they held them to a field goal there instead of a touchdown, we don't know what kind of momentum Different ball they would have got. But but in another unpopular opinion, do you think the calls were because the the woman official to get some shine. I don't think that had anything to do with it. She, I think honestly, if we keep it all the way real, honestly, not this year, but in previous years, we've all seen situations where it looks like the referees favor Tom Brady. Right. Let's keep it real. Like I mean, they got video of him him fist bumping um you know referees and they high fiving and whatnot. So. You know, we, we've seen some ridiculous calls that Tom Brady's gotten over the years. So, like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't. Again, I'm not trying to make it seem like it was only this year because there were several NFL players on Twitter uh, that night saying, "Come on, now, looking, right. wow, this is obvious." Well, look, the Tuck rule, right? You know, so he 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 does have some favor. He has and a I, lot of favor because yeah. the, the penalty on Tyrone Matthew, Tom Brady instigated the whole thing. They had to and had to apologize. <laughs> yeah. Because Tyron, Tyron said he called me something. I get, I'm pretty sure I know what he called him. Something that you don't call a man, especially a black man in the South. You don't call a man that and just think that you're just going to run off and and, and, and it's going to be all good. Right. He probably called him out his name. He got he got a little worked up, called him out of his name. Yo, what up, OG's butt? <laughs> Tyron Matthews started first when, 
when um it was the, when AB shook him out of his shoes for that little gold. It was line. a great route. Yeah, right. Right. He went up to Tom after that and went pointed to his face. But and that, this but see, Tom was wrong. But something preceded that though. What? Because that's 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 when Tom I told him before that play that I'm come I'm going after you. They had already had some words before that, and that was when Tom I believe that's when Tom said what he said, and yeah. Tyron came back to him and pointed in his face and told told him something. Don't ever say it to me again. I, I'm I'm guessing. And then he proceeded to run. Right, and, and Tom ran him down. Yeah, but but I mean it's Tom Brady, so you know just like Michael Jordan got him, LeBron James get him. I mean, like I said, it's nothing taking the shine away from Tampa Bay. They earned this. They got it. But it's just fact that it was some questionable calls in that first half. Yeah. Yeah. So Once again, Kansas City only scored three field goals. Exactly. And that's on them. Yeah. That's on and them. And they got to eat that. Yeah. They got to eat that. They I'm not. Eat that. Yeah. The Bucks earned <clears throat> this Super Bowl. I mean, whatever they did to get it, because winning in this league is very hard. It's tough. Yeah, that's when we see people get fired and, you know, teams move. All kind of and to your, to your point, too, Chuck, I mean, I would have loved to see last year's team make it um, with the players, some, most of the players, you know, with specifically Jameis Winston and some of the other guys that were here. But um, I, I, for me, I was never a Tom Brady fan, and after this season, he's, he's got my respect, not just because he came in and won a Super Bowl with the Bucks, but you look at all the stuff that, they had to deal with a pandemic, no training camp, no no off season OTAs, no real practices and stuff like that, and they still were able to kind of find their way through the season. No real COVID outbreaks during the season, so one too many people missing. Um, no real major injuries. Ronald Jones and this and this another like you said with Fournette. I think the reason why Fournette came on is because Ronald Jones had COVID. He was a little injury he got, prone. He got yeah. hurt. But I, that's the one. That's the one dude I felt like if anybody earned a trip to the to the to the to the end zone in the Super Bowl, it was him, because you think about it. In the early on in the season, when they got in trouble, Ronald Jones bailed he them out a him. lot. He yeah. bailed them out a lot, yeah. and I felt like, much respect to Linda Fournette, I feel like Ronald Jones deserved well, a he, lot more. A lot more burn in that Super Bowl. I know he's come off of an injury, but he got he got opportunity, got his ass stuffed. He did, but I just you know what I'm saying to me like. I felt like like them 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 them, them uh, Gronk touchdowns that should have been break. You know what I'm saying? Like the the AB touchdown. Why you know, why wouldn't that guy win or Mike Evans? They had you know what I'm the AB a touchdown in this thing. Yeah, but but you see, that's my thing. Yeah. See, like it's yeah. it's. I feel like everybody who grinded the last right. three four years for the Bucks didn't get the shine, and Tom mm-hmm. Brady's gonna get all of the credit. Yes, like I saw. Uh, uh, the safety, I think his name Bunting. I think it's, I forget his, his uh, full Bunting, name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he tweeted out, put some respect on the name. I, said, I I retweeted him and said, I want to, bro, but they giving Tom Brady all the credit. Yeah. You know I what I'm saying? I saw an Instagram post where they said, uh, should the NFL retire the number twelve across the league when Tom Brady leaves the game? I was like, that, really? You know, that's a great, great. I'm glad you brought it up. Can, so can we get into the whole? Is uh, or is that for our next segment of, of who's the greatest athlete of all time? No, we no, touch it, about it now, man. So, on top of this win, which is seven Super Bowls, is an uh, astronomical huge. feat right. at forty-three years old. Huge feat. I take nothing away from him. The conversation about him being the greatest athlete of all time is absolutely asinine. It's the dumbest shit I ever heard in my life. 
Every I, I, I respect Tom Brady. I love Tom, Tom Brady. Got me. Got my team a Super Bowl. I love greatest NFL quarterback. You definitely. You 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 know. Ain't too many people can say nothing about it. Most winning is winning is winning is quarterback. Yes. Can't too be too many people say nothing can't about take it, it. Can't take it from. Can't him. take nothing. Athlete. So you mean to tell me if I lined up Tom Brady in the lineup and I put next to him Dion, LeBron. Yeah, you can put offensive line. Bro, don't even <laughs> don't even do that. Every woman that we've every female athlete that we've that is we a better out, athlete than Tom Brady. <laughs> everyone that we shouted out, who's that lady? Is, is a, a better, better athlete, athlete than, than Tom Brady. Brady. That man, Lisa got a, Leslie, right now is a better, better athlete than Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. He is the least athletic, winningest co- uh, quarterback in NFL history. The well, least. It athlete. helps that everything around him is. I take. Great. I will take Dan Marino scooting around his last couple of years <laughs> with them bad knees over Tom Brady's athleticism any day. any day. Why are we even talking about that? Greatest athlete, I, I don't know because it's, it's I mean it's Tom Brady. Bro, I can give you a hundred people we more athletic can. than Tom. We all all three of us are more athletic than Tom Brady. And no, right now Tom right Brady now? can't beat me in a foot race. Shit, Tom Brady, get your ass. I'm only a year <laughs> older than him. Tom Brady is in peak physical condition. Bro, peak? Yes. When, when Tom Brady was a a young buck. What did he run at the combine? A four, eight, nine. It wasn't four. Don't give him that. It was it's five and some change. Well, I so, our, so I our, can backpedal faster than Tom Brady can run forward. I would love to see that. I got I got Chuck in the forty all day long. Nah, he bro. Might, he I might may pull. I may pull. I may blow up my hamstring <laughs> on yard thirty five. Your Achilles is gonna pop at, at the five yard line. It might. You done. You I'm, going down? But I'm still more athletic than him. He, he's that's, not bold, even, that's a bold statement, bro. He's not even in the discussion for greatest athlete of all time. Not even in the discussion. Is he the most winningest quarterback? Yes. He ain't even the most winningest athlete of all time. No, he's not. Because if we're going to talk about that, Bill Russell got how many rings? 11. 11. He don't got enough fingers for rings. But, you know, like somebody pointed out, Serena got 23 grand seven, And that's a Tom Brady couldn't carry Serena's sport. rackets. Yeah. Now you went Australia open pregnant. Yeah, but Tom Brady's the greatest athlete of all. In the discussion for greatest athlete of all time, I mean everything around him is good because if he was so great, could he have won in New England this year? No, no everybody opted out of New England this year. He he wouldn't have won. He wouldn't. This have won was the golden. This was the best opportunity for him. The Bucks were set up for. They were ready success. to win. They were ready to win. They had all the pieces in place to win. We didn't even we didn't even need Gronk. No. Didn't even need A B. No. The Bucks could they could have won without those two. We, I'm not gonna say we didn't need Leonard Fournette because like you said, Ronald Jones had, you know, some injuries and stuff. So, you know, he was in and out. So Leonard Fournette, yeah, we we, we could have used him for sure. But didn't need Gronk, didn't need A B, and they still could have won with what they had. Yeah. In my opinion. The defense was intact. I right. mean, besides uh Whitfield. Right. This is and, dra- and they drafted him, so so, but yeah, conversation about greatest athlete. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, he 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 is an athlete. He's an he's right. an a athlete. He's he's an athlete. The greatest athlete? Nah, I don't even I don't even know if I can even call him athletic. <laughs> it's hard I mean, for me to do that. Come on, now. I mean, he can't throw. You got to. He can throw a football. He's he playing football. I mean, he's at playing level, football so at 43 he, at a very yeah. high level. So yes, he is you athletic. Gotta give him that, so. He's you got to give him that. He may not be. He may not be out here. 
like LeBron on the court running up and down at a very high level dunking. But at 43 years old, standing back there with big-ass men running at you, dodging them, making throws, making plays, and getting up and doing that shit for 16, if, for, eight, for 18, I'm not gonna, Okay, okay, I get it. I'm not going to say he's not athletic. Okay. However, however, if this was 1990 and the rules were different and Tom was 43 oh. doing his thing, when you could take his head off if you felt like if you got back there and they didn't call roughing the pass if you hit him on his yeah, shoulder yeah. like they do now, I would give him way more credit. Right now, you can't even touch him. And when you get too close to him, you know he get turned into the Sandman, get that thing out of there mm-hmm. fast as I don't know what. You still Say got, I'm lying. You still got to do it, dog. That's, 40, <laughs> that's a 43-year-old non, well, not, not, non-athletic. That's a 43-year-old. <laughs> you, you were going to say it right. non <laughs> Peak athletic white man. <laughs> he ain't been peak athletic in twenty years. <laughs> he did it though, so you know, I, 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 no, he's not, he's not the greatest athlete. Man, Scotty Miller should be like greatest athlete. What? <laughs> Scotty Miller should be offended by that. Scotty Miller probably is. Scotty Miller run the four three. Scotty Miller say he'll dust uh, Tyreek Hill. He he's, did all he's that talking and caught one no balls. Man, it's all good. Yeah. He got it. He got a ring though. He got a ring. He got a ring. Shady, Shady, McCoy. Shady McCoy got a ring. Got the, two rings back to back, and it didn't even do nothing. Ain't smelled the field. He ain't, rubbed, ain't he got a little bit of dirt rubbed it on his pants. I ain't mad at him. <laughs> what's next? What's, what's next, man? Congratulations what's... to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers sure. and all the buc- the That's real. Bucket right. fans yeah. out there. Not the bandwagon. Not the bandwagon jumpers. Not the 97. Let me turn so you can see. Man, I went to, let me tell you, that's, that, that day, Super Bowl Sunday, I had to I had to go to Brandon Mall. I had picked up something from my parents for their anniversary. And man, I was so disgusted by how many t shirts and flags and hats I saw. I'm thinking, where was all y'all last year when they were 79? Nowhere. Nowhere to be found. Now here they come showing up. You know how it is. It's at the parade and at, at Ondell Mabry after the game. We got it's, a million on. You Man, you know. And they go back to losing and they'll you know. go back yeah, to bitching and complaining. Back, and you, and you'll, like, we'll go to a game and then there'll well, be, my second team be 70%, is, uh, 70% of the, the crowd be cheering for the other team like 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 normal. But hats off to Buccaneer fans. Go After Bucks. the Super Bowl, the press conference at the end, <laughs> you bring up the coaches, you bring up the players. Byron Leftwich was confused, mistaken, mistaken for, for Todd Bowles yeah, by New yeah. York Times reporter. Y'all all look alike. Y'all all. <laughs> <laughs> you more, you look more like Byron Leftwich than I do. <laughs> I think it's pretty sad. I'm way too pretty. It's real sad. And what was so what made it so bad was it was his first question. Yes. Like it wasn't like. There was any reason for him to be confused because somebody else asked about the, it was his first question. Right. You came in there ready to go. You had your notepad and everything. And they introduced who's coming up before right. every time. Questions. Byron Leftwich, offensive coordinator. So yeah, uh, you guys had a pretty good game plan against um, Pat Mahomes. You know, you didn't really let him. And uh, you, so you looking at Byron's face like, let me tell you something. Byron Byron deserved a raise just for keeping his cool because. <laughs> but that's how we have to do. Man, we, let me tell you something. If Let that happen to Nick Saban. I feel you, but if it's me and I just I just called a Super Bowl win for my team, I, my chest is poked out a little bit. So I'm like, man, get this clown uh, out of here because he don't even know who he's talking to. <laughs> Next question, like Coach Charles Moss was <laughs> very aggressive when the guy just made a mistake. Very yeah. combative with with a reporter who just made a simple mistake. 
ridiculous. Yeah, but y'all all look alike though, so it don't matter. It's just sad, man, because you hate to pull the race card, but it's evident there. Bro, it ain't but so no many. White, it ain't but so many of us coaching. However, whatever white coordinator been. I mean, wait, let's let's coach. let's be honest. Have you seen Bruce Arian's staff? Yes, it's it's all of it's us. all it's all <laughs> of us. But yeah. I mean, it ain't it still ain't we still make up fifty percent of all the coaches in the league. It probably. was a Zoom Zoom call. It was a tele man, tele-press I don't conference. care, man. Don't get that dude. No, so what they no. just said? All the coaches are number one males. All y'all look alike. <laughs> yeah, black male one, black <laughs> male two. <laughs> that's, that's who they are. Short black male, tall black male, <laughs> ghetto black male. Oh man. <laughs> Ridiculous, Byron, bro. Byron, Byron, Byron Leffridge puffed that cigar hard as hell and just laughed, dog. Because that's all he can do is yeah, just laugh. Man, me, uh, I'm, a Barrett. I'm a Super Bowl champion. I'm probably gonna cuss you out. Oh, you know I was watching. If we would have lost. I really would have <laughs> cussed you out. Oh, I was watching. Get oh, up. Yeah. I was watching. Get up. And uh, Dominique Rogers Cromartie was like, they're not even the same complexion. Right. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> not, not even close. close. Uh, I think Byron Leffridge might be six five, six six. Time bowls is dark. Dark, dark. Right. dark. And let's keep it real. And this is no disrespect to our, our white listeners and watchers. They look more like than we do. Like, we all different shades. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? It's easy to confuse them with each other than it is to us, in my right. opinion. Right. Or am I smoking? Well, no, I mean. I mean, you know. Not really. I mean, look at us. We all three different shades in here. Not by that new logo. Mm-hmm. Not by the new logo. But everybody can see how pale I am. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, in between. Slow, slow just a shade past me. <laughs> I'm the darkest one in the building. Exactly. Okay. Now, if anybody confuses any of us. He a field Negro. <laughs> <laughs> I was making sweet tea in the house. This nigga was in the stables taking yeah, care of the horses. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the sun. He was taking care of horses, putting on horseshoes and shit. But like you said, though, man, it is it is sad though. Like I said, it ain't but a handful of us, and you go, you get us mixed up with somebody with right. with each other. That's just, just, it's already we already it's already slapping the face, and none of us get head coaches. You keep job. saying a handful, but Bruce Arians' staff is ninety eight percent black, right? And their staff makes up about fifty percent of the black coaches in the league. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, but like you said again, earlier, you all look alike. They announced who was coming up. It don't right. matter. Guys, we got Byron Leftwich. number one. We got Byron right. Leftwich, Bucks two. offensive coordinator. That's it even sadder. All you heard was one, 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 darky number one. Yeah. Sad, man. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> Are we having chicken for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> Look at him. He, he loves, loves it. it. <laughs> <laughs> All Sad. right. Y'all ain't shit. Next, what's up? <laughs> Controversial interview before the Super Bowl. On the local sports station here in Tampa. Oh, that shit. Uh, former Buccaneer on the first Super Bowl team. Super Bowl MVP. No, that was, was no, not. Yeah, Jackson. He should have won it. He should have won it. He should have won. Yeah, should have won. Because he, he had two, 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 two picks. Two picks. Two picks. Two picks. Yeah. Dwight Smith came on the radio show and claimed that the NFL Super Bowls are fixed. The interview. The interview itself was. It was all over the place. It was all. Over it was the place. crazy because he got an attitude problem, right? I, oh, y'all I, only call me when it's Super right. Bowl time. Nigga, I what played, else we gonna call you? I played basketball with him once at the YMCA in, in New Tampa. Too. Yeah. He's no taller than me, right? Um, like I said, we played pickup one time at the YMCA in the University at, at New Tampa, and he was an asshole then. So I wasn't surprised that he was an asshole on, <laughs> on the on, 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 on the radio. radio. <laughs> it didn't shock me. 
However, <laughs> I too am a yeah, NFL you, conspiracy theorist to are. a degree. You are. I don't think every Super Bowl has been set up. I'm not going to say rigged, but set up. But I think a handful of them were. And that one in particular, the one he talked about, the Bucks' first one, at the time I thought it's real convenient for – not that the Bucks didn't deserve to get there because they were the best team in the NFL. Right. But they just so happened to be playing the Raiders, Tom – I mean, John Gruden's former team. It's a hell of a story. You know what I'm saying? I think, I think, I think the NFL at times – they need stories. I think oh, to, yeah. to kind of to, to, to reel in more people. And if you think about it, this year is a that's a really good story. We got the 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 young incumbent goat that everybody is crowning already coming in to play against the confirmed goat, as everybody says. So I mean, that's a hell of a story. I mean, it's it's you know, we had COVID, we had all this sort of nonsense, all this craziness going on. This is a great way to distract everybody from that and get as much attention to Super Bowl as possible. Now, like I said, I'm not, I, I, I can't confirm none of none of it, but I mean, to hear from a cat who actually played in the game to say that they knew what the Raiders were doing, and that's not the first time I've heard that. We've heard many people say that we yeah. knew what they were doing before they were going to do it. Right. And logically, you think, yeah, I mean, y'all's head coach used to be their head coach, mm-hmm. so yeah, that would make sense. But I thought to myself, why would they run the exact same system? From what he was from saying, what he was running. the Raiders wasn't even running that prior to the Super Bowl. Yeah, he said that they changed, they went to John Gruden's playbook prior to the Super Bowl. Right. So that when they ran it in the game, they knew what they were doing. Exactly. I'm with you. I think the interview was all over the place. I'm not giving him much credit for anything, but it just makes you think. Makes you because wonder. Because if you look at this Super Bowl, like you said, the Bucks didn't score. The under Vegas had a record day at for bets at the Super Bowl here. Mm-hmm. All the money went to the Chiefs and the over. Right. The Bucks kept it under and the Bucks won. So Vegas cleaned up. Yeah. So it just makes you think. That's all. It just makes you because you you know, being a football fan, you would hate to, to find out that something is fixed or whatever. I don't think um the whole NFL could be fixed because you cannot get thirty-two owners and thirty-two teams to agree on this. No, you, you can't. You can't judge injuries because if Tom Brady gets hurt, the Bucks don't win. Right. You know. So it, it, I agree. So, I, I think. I think in some certain some situations, I feel like in some years, it's gotten to okay. This will. This will. We got in the playoffs. Okay. <clears throat> What's the best case scenario for us? Us being the NFL for our Super Bowl based on what we got in these playoffs. Like, I, I, I always think about uh, the Rams and, and, and the Patriots in, what was that, 2000? Yeah. Oh, the first time. Right. Yeah. The I mean, the Rams were the greatest thing we had seen in, since the 49ers. Scoring 50s I mean, and 40s left the right. greatest. It just seemed a little – and the money was on the Rams. It seemed a little convenient. <laughs> like it was after, right after 9-11 that the Patriots win the Super Bowl. When no one picked them to win. You know what I'm saying? Y'all having this discussion between y'all selves because I don't believe none of that shit. <laughs> of course you're not going to believe Yeah, I mean, you're not. Throw this one out the window. It's, I, I, know, I guess it's hard for you to throw the first buck one out the window, even though I know the Bucks were the best team in football that year. But it just seemed, didn't it, it, it did not seem kind of odd that they was so damn dominant in that game. But they were dominant 
the whole year defensively. Yeah, but I mean, but it was ridiculous. Who are they? Hey, how many picks they had that game? Five, I six. Even, I lost the count. White, the Smith had two. The Smith had two. Dexter Jackson had two. Jackson had two. Derrick Brooks Derrick took one. one back to the house. Like so it that's was five right there, and it could have been. It might be some more. I don't know. Rich Gannon hadn't thrown five interceptions probably the whole year. I just, for me, it's just <clears throat> like you said. There's too many factors, right? Going into for them to be like, we're gonna rig everything and make sure we get who we want. Do they want the best game? Of course, every every league wants the best games possible. So you know, sometimes it doesn't happen. That interview for me was just all over the place. He came on angry. Y'all only called me. When it's Super Bowl time, well, bitch. Whenever, when else we supposed to call you? Well, I don't. I don't still. I don't still understand what they called him for this time. To be honest with I you, guess cause I guess because he played he played in the, the Super Bowl, Bucks, and so and they've and they've done it. And years, he was and he, they've done player. it years before. We ain't right. seen him since, so who cares? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They, they could. There was so many people they could have called an interview. You know what I'm saying? That to me, that I don't man, the funny shit that. is running running night train lane cut that shit short quick. He was like, all right, yeah. <laughs> he was like, man, this shit this shit ain't going. He saw it. He saw it. He saw it. He felt it wasn't going nowhere. He just said, all right, well, thank you, Dwight. As, like I said, it's crazy, and as much of an asshole dude is, like I said, before I even heard that interview, I had had those thoughts about a few games in the past. Like I said, I, obviously, you, I, I don't feel like they've done it every year. You can't do it every year. No, it just don't make any sense. No. But I feel like there's been some scenario, some situation where they've been like, okay, this is what's going to give us the best Super Bowl story, the best attention, like right. I said, the, 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 probably the best action in Vegas, the biggest ratings. Let's see if we can make this happen. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like I said, just give you something to put in the back of your mind. Yeah. Because if you see it happen, let's say next year's Super Bowl and the same thing happens again where Vegas cleans up, then you're like, hmm. Yeah. Can you think about it? What would have been a better what would have been a better story in our Super Bowl this year? It wouldn't have been one. I know the Let's say the Saints let's say the Saints would have made it. It would have been Drew Brees' swan song. Let's say if 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 Green Bay would have made it. Then you would have had the two top teams in the league. But what, but what if Kansas City didn't make it? Yeah. What if Cleveland got, made it? Right. Yeah, Cleveland like, made nobody it. Would, now you got Exactly. Not, Cleveland, you know I mean, Cleveland makes it. Now you got a team who made the playoffs first time in right. another years. Another good, another good story. So there's all – I mean, you could always could find – you could imagine uh, uh, Mayfield in the Super Bowl? No. This dude ego. You thought, you thought this dude Dwight head Smith, wouldn't fit you in the stadium. Thought Dwight Smith was an asshole. <laughs> Shit. Dude head wouldn't fit in the stadium. No. <laughs> and it wouldn't even been worth watching. No. But yeah, like I said, I, I... all right. You know what time it is. It's time for what you own, and this is our music segment where we uh, give y'all some classic albums and some stuff to listen to. Go out and check out if you don't know about them. Um, this week, which one of y'all want to start us off? Uh, I'll start off because I right, think. Go ahead. Uh, C started off last time. Okay, my album goes back to uh-uh. 1987, 87, which yeah. is my sophomore year in high school. So you were just coming off the practice field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the man hit us with his first album called Radio. And he came in with so much fire from off this uh, cameo on Crush Groove. Radio took off, dope album, but he came back with probably his best of all time, in my opinion. I might be wrong. <laughs> yeah, you, you, yeah, quick, you know you me. I'll go on the You quickly crown the best one ever. <laughs> but <clears throat> Bigger and Deffer by LL Cool J. Super dope album dope. for its time. I remember at the time I was thought, Deffer don't even make sense. Like, Deff was really a word in the first place. But anyway. 
<laughs> exactly. This is still in the b-boy stages of hip hop, you know. Yeah. Um, you put down. He had great lyrics, great production on the the album, and uh, it wasn't the first hip hop love song, but it's the most popular hip hop love song. I need love. I need love that stayed on the charts for a long time. He was romancing. On yeah, that it show. actually went over to the pop chart. Yeah, he, yeah. You know, he stayed and. Uh, LL starts selling out. It was over after that. What? <laughs> he, he became already, a heartthrob. He was already taking his shirt off and whatnot. Yes, he ladies love Cool that. James. My cousin played the shit out of We Need, I Need Love. What? <laughs> I had a homeboy who made a tape with just that one song on the whole tape. He back was, to back. He was gone then. Yeah. He was gone. Yeah. Somebody had him just, he was gone. He was gone. Yeah. But it was a super dope album. <clears throat> I mean, it, it, it launched LL into the stratosphere at one time. You know, he really threw out the term GOAT as uh, far as MC. And at one time, you had to hand it to him because he hit all uh, decades. I think he still could be in the conversation right. himself. Yeah. He, he, he's he, relevant. He's top, I wouldn't say top five. He's top 10 for sure. Yeah. 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 To be relevant in the 80s, 90s, in the 2000s. I yeah. mean, he fell off. LL, I love you, but don't make no more albums. You good? Just go off with what you got. Show up every now and then. Just feature on somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. feature on somebody. somebody feature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I don't want to see you on no album with Lil Baby and and and, and take off. But ain't that sad though? How how, how our artists in in hip hop like they they is like a uh, they time run out at a certain age. Yeah. But the Rolling Stones still making albums True. at seventy years old. True. That's sad, man. Yeah. Well, you, you should have hardcore like fans, but you know, one time, one thing about them old MCs, they can make a lot of bread overseas. Oh yeah, you know, oh yeah, you know, so. they still go on, go on uh, concerts. They can make some bread here too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I go to a, a, a old school hip hop concert in a heartbeat. Oh, we all, most definitely. Last yeah. thing about LL, <laughs> like the 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 thing I remember he did when he had the contract with Gap, but he wore Fubu clothes. Yeah. That's some bullshit. And he, and he snuck that fubu in that for us <laughs> box in there. Yeah, and they let him do it. They let him do it. Let him do it. In the commercial. He advertised for fubu for free in yeah. a Gap commercial. In a Gap commercial. Gap was like, we don't care. Yeah. Our hoodie's still what gonna is sell. What is that FB? Oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, but he, that's mine. He need to be commended for that. I, so. I, I'll go next because I know you're pretty passionate about who you, and it's probably a good story. You probably met him. Going to take a shit in Kmart. I wish. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I'll go. So my my album this week is um is by um one of the first New York artists that I kind of got like other than like the big ones, Big, Right, Nas, you know the old school guys that came before them. Right. This is one of those guys who kind of came in and was did a lot of stuff on the underground and was cons- and and is considered a lyricist, and that is most deaf. And I'm going with uh, Black on yes, both sir. sides. Yes, sir. This and why I chose him is because this is 1999. I'm my junior year in college, and I had a partner, Walt. Walt is a is a hip hop head, is a music head. So mm-hmm. we called him Bookman. <laughs> That's <laughs> horrible. Well, no, because when we he was like the superintendent of our dorm hallway when we first, our freshman year. Anyway, <laughs> like Walt was always sitting in his chair in the hallway. He would whoever Ter- came in the hallway. Terrible. Anyway, 
<laughs> he got a nickname Bookman. Well, my nigga Walt um, used to burn CDs. Okay. So Walt was the, one of the first people I seen him oh, and Marcus that was burning. So he burnt the CD for me. And like a lot of that underground stuff and a lot of those artists that didn't really, that didn't make it big in mainstream, he kind of turned me on to and kind of got that love for him. So right, yeah. This was one of the, the first. backpackers. Right. This is one yeah. of the first albums he gave me. Now you talking about, and and everybody remembers the Miss Fat Booty video. Yes. Yeah. When he's rapping about he's in the he's in the club, a chick blew him off, right? Cause she thought he was just some regular some some herb ass nigga, some nigga who wasn't nobody. <laughs> yeah. Go to the next party, she in the VIP with his homeboy. He introduced and she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I blew you off last time. Yeah. Can we dance and rap about how that relationship kind of took off?" He got a um, do it now song featuring with Busta Rhymes. They going back and forth. It's tight. Um, of course, a lot of people remember Umi says. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boomy says, shine your light on, like that that song. Um, and then he got another song with uh, Talib who, you know, him and, they, they made Black Star. Yeah. So that album. I like Mathematics. Mathematics. Yeah. He's breaking it down. Right. And Mr. then we talk about New World Order. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, most of them, he don't, I don't think he still gets like the mainstream credit he deserves. No. He doesn't. No, it's for, not just for his, his lyricism, but he's just an overall talented cat. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, think because he's a, he's so eclectic. Yeah, right. You know, because he don't even he go by Yasin Bay now. Yeah, yeah. And he kinda, you remember he had left the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And he, and like he and he stopped rapping for a minute. And yeah, I think like 2006 was his last album. Um, was True Magic, I think. And he kind of started doing more right. acting, and then good actor too. Very he's good talented. actor. Yeah. Very good oh, yeah. actor. So oh, yeah. for me, you get a chance check out Black on Both Sides, Most Deaf, 1999. You definitely won't be disappointed. I like, uh, the thing about my Umi, I remember, remember the Jordan commercial. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and they used it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was so dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, well, I'll bring up the rear this week. Uh, I'm bringing y'all with another another Southern classic. From nothing, wrong, nothing wrong with that. Staples in the South, out of Port Arthur, Texas. Yes, sir. The Underground Kings, otherwise known as UGK, in 1998, 96, Riding Dirty. Mm. There's a couple of songs in here that truly stand out to me, <laughs> but the one song that to me has the greatest beginning of a one of. I'm not gonna jump out the window like <laughs> like stuff. One of the greatest starts Go to ahead, a, man. one of the greatest starts to a song in my lifetime. For the song is called Murder, and Pimp C started thing off with, "I'm still Pimp C, bitch. So what the fuck is up?" <laughs> Can you start a song off any other? I mean, any any greater than that? And Pimp C felt that way. What? Personally, Pimp C used to always say, "You you, you may not think I'm done, but I'm the shit down here." Right. You know what I'm talking about? So that riding dirty was was it for me? From one day you're here, and now you're gone to the high life. Yeah, but just a hell of an album. You can just ride all day long. That high yeah. life. He started thinking off. I'm tired of living fucked up. I'm tired of living bad. Tired of hearing grandmama tell me when you gonna go to church, Chad. <laughs> you felt that when you because yeah. your mama always wanted your grandma always want to make sure you on the straight and narrow. Chad want to be in the street. He got holes to pimp. <laughs> and grandma want to make sure he just go to church on Sunday. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So riding dirty for me. I know everybody. A lot of people, especially a lot of young folks, they hear riding dirty. They think eh, that chameleon that song. Yeah. No chameleon that yeah. took the, the that song. Right. It turned into a, a, another classic. But that's a UJK album. Yeah. Got that got that song from so. One time for, for UGK, matter of fact, rest in peace, Pimp C. Yeah. Bun B got something out. He got an EP out right now with a dude. I saw that. 
uh, called uh, LES, uh, LE Dollar Sign, actually. Um, it's pretty good. Dang, it's, I, I saw it. I didn't check it out. You should check it out, man. It, it, it kind of, it, it's, it's for us. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's an right. OG EP. It's, I think it's only like five or six songs. Okay. But it's good. I got I, I, I got it on rotation right now. So. Pull, pull. You know what's crazy about Pimp C and, uh, and maybe y'all knew it. I just didn't know it. And uh, the big pimping video. Mm-hmm. He didn't, he said, fuck Jay-Z, I'm not going down there. Well, they filmed his well, Bun, <laughs> somewhere else. Bond said, said that Pimp C didn't want to do the song. <laughs> He yeah. didn't want to do nothing with Jay Z, he said, because uh, you know he didn't want to do nothing with no New York niggas. Right. Like he didn't, he like we from the South. Like, he didn't want to do it at all, and he kind of talked him into doing right. it. You know, obviously, which kind of launched them, gave them, it gave them some, some mainstream, right? Yeah, and then they say Jay Z was kind of acting, acting kind of funny on like the video set too. Yeah, well, so from that, from what I heard, that he was acting funny about, I guess when he was playing in it, and he was like. I'm not going on there. Fuck. And then I didn't really, when the video came out, I didn't really pay it attention. Yeah. Then when you go back and see, yeah, he, he is. Pimp C he is he's solo in a sense. He's like, he's not in, in no scene. Yeah, he's not on else. the boat. No. Right, right. But that, but to me, like oh, Pimp C, gets, go ahead. No, I think that's what's, that's why he said he wasn't going. Cause I think they said it was in New York or doing something one time. And Jay Z, they was over there talking to Beyonce. Now, you know, she's from, she's from Texas too. Right. She's from Houston. And this is when they were, I guess they first started dating. And um, he was saying like they was how he was telling them not to talk to Beyonce and stuff like that. So I think that's wow. why that's why he came back and was like, "I ain't fuck that." And nigga. you can't tell Pimp C not to talk to nobody. Nobody, yeah. And another thing too, a lot of people don't give Bun B his credit. Bun B can go. People need to go back and listen to a lot of Bun B's features, a lot of these the 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 UGK albums. Bun B can rap with just about anybody. Look, that Trill album, bruh, still gets played. Still gets played yeah. to this day. Still gets played. Shoot, one of the Better compilations are all the time with them and Outkast. Yep. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, that's arguably like one of the greatest songs <laughs> yeah. of a, a collabo, yeah. the International Players Ball. Just yeah. imagine if they could have. I think they were talking about doing an album at one time. Oh, man. Been, It'd oh. have been so stupid, bro. <laughs> but yeah, shout out UGK. Like I said, check out Ryan. All right. It's time for Who You Got. Y'all so, know what it is. We ain't really got no games to pick, but we gonna we got a couple other things we're going to just get into. We're going to walk off the set. I'm Y'all, so, you I'm, walk off. I'm so disgusted. You going to walk off. I'm so disgusted with you, this cape on, Negro. This cape, don't hate. It's called the Bucks flag. And uh, in honor of my boys winning. And also in honor of me being the Pick'em King. It looks kind of new along with that shirt. Like you just jumped well, on. Well, I like got you, this. Like you so, just jumped on the bandwagon. Jumped on the bandwagon. I mean, I'm just saying. You got a fans. Y'all know better. Y'all know better. Bandwagon. Y'all know better. This flag. Who sent this to me? Somebody sent this to me a Tom. while, a couple years ago. Yeah, Tom Brady. I got it. <laughs> Tom. Let me get that. He said, "No problem. I got you." Yeah, he knew he was coming to the Bucks three years ago. Tom was he juiced was fortuitous. Tom was juiced yesterday. Hey man, he he deserved to be juiced. Anyway, let's get to the picks. Man. Okay, so. We had our Super Bowl picks. Of course, you picked the Chiefs because you're a Bucks hater right now. I'm a Tom Brady hater. I'm not a Bucks okay, hater. whatever. Um, me different. and Slow here picked the Bucks, and which we did win. The difference is I picked the under. I chose under 45, which they scored 41. 40. 40. You chose the over. Yeah. So that gave me the win. So in our final standings um, for football season, that leaves both mm-hmm. of you losers at 11 and 10 for the for the for our pickums. And me at 14 and 7. I should really start betting on games just off the strength of me going 14 and 7. And just the knowledge that I have. As, 
the pick him king. The knowledge that oh, he has. Yeah, man. Like, I, I see things with my third eye. <laughs> uh, I told y'all I was going to do this. I'll, I tried to go to Party City and get a championship belt. Yo, third eye don't see it shit. Been, it would have been real extra. Because um, this, this ain't extra. No, it's this. it could get yeah. a lot worse. Like, I could be standing up in front of the camera the whole time with this Bucks flag on my back, and y'all really... Have y'all get no shine? That'd be all about me. I'll turn around and talk shit to the camera. The show will be over. Eh, you know, whatever. <laughs> so, with that said, in honor of our early conversation, we were talking about um greatest um athlete. We're gonna choose between. Here's what we're gonna choose from today in in in, in our segment. So you're gonna give me your goat champion. So the greatest of all time champion. Who is your greatest all time champion? Any sport, male or female. Um, team sport, individual sport, don't matter. Um, who's your GOAT athlete? Once again, team sport, non-team sport, female athlete, doesn't matter. And then, finally, we're going to see if we can get some prognostication going on here and and kind of give who you think is going to be your sleeper team that's going to make the playoffs that that did not make the playoffs this season, who you think is going to come and turn that, turn that corner and make the playoffs and possibly go to the Super Bowl. Out of the non-playoff teams, so we'll go first with uh, your goat champion, Slow. Who is your great? Who is your champion? Your greatest of all time champion. Michael. Besides, besides me winning this, these picks this week. You got one title, nigga. Like you're not in the discussion. You bought that. You yo yo championship run is about as good as Tom's athletic. Hey, you won by default because <laughs> if it wasn't for me coming up with the points, we would be sharing it right now. Sharing right because overall, we, the we, we weren't sharing no, overall. Bro, I'm just saying, yeah, you was know, a pick eh, king this man. week. Let's get off of this nigga in this cape. Who was your Michael Jeffrey Jordan, greatest, greatest champion of all time? Greatest, greatest champion, champion. Of all time. Oh, okay. Explain, right. expound I mean, on that. You got to give a little, uh, little. I mean, I could go with an individual sports athlete, um, which probably a little bit more credence than Michael Jordan, but. Michael Jeffrey Jordan came in the league with uh, not a lot of hype, but he was hyped. He was third pick overall. And he built a dynasty in Chicago. He didn't run. He didn't go sign a bunch of people to come with him. He didn't join the Celtics? No. <laughs> he didn't jump on the – he he built it. And it was already he took all his lumps. He could have went and played with the he Pistons. Could, he could have went. He could have said, you know, I need help, and I'm going to go play. <laughs> Man, no, that sounds like a whole bunch of LeBron hate, bro. I didn't even have to say a name. But anyway. <laughs> I was I was thinking about Tom Brady. But <laughs> <laughs> True, too. That's another one. But anyway, on the real, Michael Jeffrey Jordan, six rings, six finals, no losses, MVP in each final, um, and just – just changed the the world of basketball on the court and off the court. He is the father of all these cats now who they these youngins think are good. He's their daddy. I mean, it's hard to argue. Just your goat champion. Goat champion. All right. Go ahead, man. I'm not trying to get no points with the ladies on this at all, but I've tried to play tennis. Yeah. And I'm sorry, Serena Williams is the greatest champion that I've ever seen in my lifetime. 
like I said, I've tried. I tried my best to play tennis, and uh, that's a hard sport. It's hard as hell, bro. Just to chase the ball down and then to be able to get it over the net, just to serve it on oh. a consistent basis to get, like you said, get it over the net. To me, just her story, her and her and Venus's story alone. You know what I'm saying? From where they came from to what they've become is already a championship story. Exactly. But the fact, the run that Serena has had and the grand slams that she's, you know what I'm saying, been able to obtain, I was going to say Bill Russell. Which would have been a good pick, too. Right. But to me, Serena, she surpassed all of them. Yeah. I, I, I can't find nobody that's a greater champion than her. And it, may, and it may not ever be. No, and, and 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 she's doing it by herself. She don't. Right. It's not a team sport. She's playing in. She don't have help. Right. You know what I'm saying? She's doing it on her own. So Serena to me is the greatest champion of all time. It's a nice pick. Nice yes. pick. Yes. That's, that's, that's a nice, nice safe pick. Safe. Get, get you some points with the ladies. <laughs> yeah, it's safe. Because when we talk ladies. about goat champion, it's the truth. But they safe. Okay, women's tennis. Yeah, she's the greatest. I'm not even you had to throw, throw women's she, tennis in there. She's the greatest. You're gonna lose some points no, with the ladies. <laughs> no, because I'm finna, I'm gonna bring it back. Mm-hmm. She's the greatest tennis player I've ever seen in my life. Hands down, hands down, male or female. Hands down, I give her that. When it comes to champions, you said it. You should have gave it to Bill Russell. This man won 11 NBA championships, two NCAA championships, a gold medal, Hall of Famer. Five MVPs. Damn. I don't care if I ain't never see Bill Russell play. You throw that resume up against anybody who who's really beating it. Serena. It's an individual sport. I mean, okay, individual sport. She's she's it's cool. Bill had help, man. Bill had to play during the sixties. Kuzi, you saw Kuzi running around. He had to play during the sixties. Kuzi didn't have no left and hand. He had he a just... nemesis in Bill Ru- and um and um Will, um, Chamberlain. Will Chamberlain. The competition wasn't that great, though. He was but playing some. He was playing against some. Carpenters. He, he was. He was like a. It was Bill like, Russell and yeah, some carpenters. carpenters. But you. <laughs> but you think about though. But on every level, he's won. He he's won on every oh, yeah. level. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like that's Tom Brady ain't winning every level. No. Michael Jordan ain't winning every level. What level he didn't win? So NBA in 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 in, in college. Yeah, he won in, and got and a gold got medal. Two. How many championships Bill Russell got? You got eleven. How many did Michael Jordan got? Six. Okay. In the discussion. Did did Will I mean did uh Bill Russell play in the nineties, in the eighties? It don't matter. He played in the sixties when we he, talking about him and Will was the two so, two black so, fans of the So so now we so now we're we're throwing in the caveat of the era of the the, the era that they played in. Well, if I could jump in. Because didn't we say something about Jim Brown in, on this uh if I could jump platform in platform one time? I, I I did. I said Jim Brown was overrated. But that's and a whole, why you said that because he played against some bums. Thank that's you. another conversation. Just to talk, just to jump in on y'all's back and forth. If y'all added up all of their championships, they still won't have more than Serena. You're right. So you're absolutely no, I mean, your pick is dope because <laughs> yeah. I, I led off and said I could have picked an individual person. I just went with Jordan because I love him. You can take Mike's. <laughs> you can take Mike's gold medals. You can take his championships. You can exactly. take in, in NBA and college. You can take all of Bill Russell's. Add them together. Serena still got he more. He won as a player coach, too. Serena still got more. Okay, cool. That shows you how bad the league was. Shit, man, we moving <laughs> on, man. I'm not going to sit here and disrespect Bill Russell. No, no, how no bad disrespect to Bill Russell. It's all it's we, just so evidence. When, so when you say no disrespect, that's, that's all the disrespect. Evidence. No disrespect. He, man, he, he's, not a bigger champ, he's not a better champion than Serena Williams. 
I'm sorry, man. I mean, that might be the one person that can argue with. He ain't got Jordan. no shoes. <laughs> ain't nobody wearing no ain't air bills. <laughs> ain't nobody got no air bills on. Man, he had them, he had them Air Russells. He Straight was out just, of San Francisco with the Air Russells. I don't even think he had Chucks back then. I don't know what Bill was playing. What makes it even more better? He's playing in some in some Stacey Adams, winning championships, winning gold medals. Nah, on the real though, your pick is great. Okay, all right. Your pick man. is great. It is. Yeah, but if we had to if we had to rate our picks, yeah. Jordan is third. No. I, I don't know. You going with Jordan? So I had the man's the shoes on right Celtics now. Celtics were a super team. I got the man's shoes on right now. I can't really <laughs> I can't y'all, really. y'all don't kiss my ass with that shit today. Anyway. Uh, hey, hold on. If you win in eleven championships as a team. They had a super team. Okay. Who was challenging them? So who no was one. he playing in college? He won back to back national you the championships. College. I give you the college. And they going overseas. Because I'm not sure. I, I can't tell you what the competition was and who was good back then. He was at the University of San Francisco. Man, Serena was playing against the establishment. <laughs> I don't care what y'all talking about. <laughs> we already established you won. On she that. had beads in her head. <laughs> Killing these white girls. Y'all got the nerd to talk about Bill Russell and Michael Jordan? I get Bill Russell was fighting for civil rights. Respect your elders. I get mm-hmm. Mike got shoes on my feet right now. <laughs> Mike didn't take a political stance. Serena so was, bump Mike. Serena. No. Mike is number three. Serena won and Crip walked mm-hmm. on the court. Conversation over. Next call, she's from Compton. What we talk, that, what and we that's talk, what they do. What are we talking about next? You guys all look alike. I've dominated this. Uh, I've dominated this this pick. What's the next time? <laughs> Serena's the goat. So all who, of them are great. Who all of them are great. So now we're going to goat athlete. Who is your goat athlete? I'll go first this time. Okay. It wasn't easy. But it's it's hard for me not to pick Bo Jackson. Uh yeah. Just because, not just because of what he did in the NFL and what he did in Major League Baseball, but everybody watched the 30 for 30 by Bo. Bo was the, the dude on the track. He was the dude on the football field. We've seen Bo dunking in, in, in Nike commercials. Like, Bo could do whatever he wanted to do, and it was all natural ability. So it's hard for me. There's, there's so many people that I could name, you know what I'm saying? But if I had to put somebody at the top, if you force me to, I'm going to put Bo at the top. Okay, Bo Jackson? Yeah. All right, who you got? I was trying to narrow it down, really. Um, it's hard, man. It's hard. Uh, he pulled, I mean, his pick is awesome. Um, I was trying to think of Olympian athletes because of what it takes to be there. Uh, I was bouncing between Michael Johnson and then Usain Bolt. Um, but I'm going to go with Michael Johnson. And now, the little asterisk is, is a rumor that he might have took some Balco. <laughs> but. <laughs> Should he be disqualified? He be, but <laughs> Just for the rumor alone. He didn't test positive, so he still his record still stands. So I'm going to go with Michael Johnson. He's just a sprinter. Who you got? I'm gonna go with, and y'all gonna probably laugh at me, but I don't give, I don't care. Um, my greatest athlete of all time, athlete, <laughs> is Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> 
LeBron James. Oh. I mean, I'm not looking crazy because it's. A, I think it's a bad pick. I'm with you to a certain degree. It takes a lot. I'm let you. Let me, I'm let. Let me let you. I'm let you explain. You're, you're going right into it because it takes a lot to at at his age to go from 18 to 36 years I'll old. To him. Not even his age. I wasn't even thinking about that. Well, I'm just, thinking about the fact that the the pure size of the man. Yeah. And the speed, the size, and the, the speed, ability that he has, and all of us knowing what it takes to play basketball. Yeah. And to not have that many major injuries in that length of time, and to make the playoffs and the finals mm-hmm. that many times. Like that's that's an athletic feat that, to me, it it the finals and stuff that won't even matter. Just what the cat is able to right. do, period. Right. I get it to him. Makes him a supreme athlete. Right. So that to me, just seeing that, and like you say, we know what right. what it takes to to succeed in the NBA at that level for that long. He was also an All State wide receiver. He in high was school. a wide and and that that too. Like he played, and, and you think about like. Bo Jackson could play, probably play basketball, but think about all the football players you've ever seen that had no basketball skill or when they got on the basketball court. They look like fucking bulls in china shops out there. Yeah. That's like how, they just, that's how like, we played basketball. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> just look like, man, dog, okay, you you big and strong. You're going to bully your way out here on the court. For real, just you don't have to throw your balls like that. Yeah. You don't have to you know, be extra aggressive for no reason. So – just off of what LeBron did, not saying he's he's not the GOAT champion, but one of the greatest athletes of all time, if not the greatest, I'm I'm giving it to LeBron. I'm gonna give him I'm gonna give him his due. He's in the he's definitely in the discussion. He's in the discussion. Just keep him right there. Don't don't move his ass no further. <laughs> keep him right there. He's definitely in the discussion. I mean, if he wins two more championships, it's I don't think still, to me that it won't matter. Still, it don't, it I, don't, I mean, because the NBA gonna, he gonna get that anyway because the, the NBA is. Trash. I'm gonna give him his due regardless of whatever he if he wins nothing else. Just because, like I said, he to me, he's a slim Carl Malone with Allen Iverson type speed. Like you know, what I'm saying like just the, the 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 fact that he I can describe him that way. I, yeah, he's you in have, my. You have to. Be, I gotta put him in the discussion, right? Okay. I have to. All right. Oh, I thought y'all. Was but to me, no. To me, for Bo to go to the Pro Bowl and to be I, it, in it's a, a Major League up. Baseball All Star, I can't be. You can't be mad at no one else has done you it. Can't, I, and I didn't go with Bo because I knew probably one of y'all was gonna go with him. Yeah. But just for the simple fact, like I, you can't, you can't be mad at that to no. to be able to hit a baseball, track a baseball in the outfield, to be able to dodge niggas trying to knock your head off running the ball. And then outrun everybody. And then outrun everybody. And be bigger than everybody. And ran. I'm pretty sure he ran track at Auburn too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like so that that takes athlete Dion, very good athlete. This, he's another one that was in the that's also in the discussion. You know what I'm right. saying? Dion's the only player to go to the Super Bowl in the World Series. Right. Uh, ran track at Florida State. Um, played basketball. Dion averaged, I think, in the 30s in high school on the basketball court. So Dion definitely was up there with you know with Bo, in my opinion. The only reason why I gave Bo the edge is because Bo made the Pro Bowl and was right, a Major League All Star. Right. Gotcha. But yeah, Dion, like I said, people sleep on Dion. Dion could play; he could hoop, they play just, baseball. They, he ran track. You see Dion walking around now, driving around on that golf cart. <laughs> <laughs> Them toes is <laughs> bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bo looking like uh, one of us sitting at the house too now. He ain't, Bo just out there Bo, doing, Bo, Bo hunting. doing archery, yeah, shooting, hunting. shooting deer and whatnot with a, with, a, with a crossbow up, up in so. Illinois, right? So, <laughs> but yeah. all right, so on to the next. So now that the football season's over with, 
Um, they laid out the odds for the teams most likely to make the the the, uh, the the Super Bowl next year or to win the Super Bowl, and it was the Packers, the Chiefs, the Bucks, and the Buffalo. I think right was it Buffalo? It might have been Buffalo's Buffalo. up there. Yeah, I think yeah. it was Buffalo. We're gonna kind of play off that a little bit different. Who is you guys' pick of the teams that did not make the playoffs this past season? Who do you think has a very good chance of making the playoffs and possibly making a Super Bowl run? I'll go first. I think if – and I said this a second ago. Um, I think if the Dolphins trade for Deshaun Watson, Took my they got a good chance. <laughs> um, but even if they don't, I think that Brian Flores got enough rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, he, To me, in my opinion, even though a boy from Cleveland won Coach of the Year, I felt like – that Brian Flores did more with less, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like the fact that he had them on the brink of making the playoffs. Right. With it went down to the last week, right? Right. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't have the stars that old boy had in Cleveland. Right. Not even close. I feel like he 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 wins the award for turning chicken shit into chicken salad because yes. he he he. If, and if they're able to get Deshaun Watson and maybe pick a receiver or somebody else in the draft this year. Yeah, and like I said, even without Deshaun Watson, I think that they can sneak in. Yeah, so that that's my pick. It'd be it'd be the Dolphins. Slow. Um, that was going to be my pick, sir. <laughs> uh, I'm bouncing because I, I I'm sitting here thinking. I'm thinking about divisions and kind of easier routes to make it. My pick is going to be on some what ifs or if this happens. I believe if the San Francisco 49ers come back and if they have a team that's healthy, um, full, they'll return to their Super Bowl form and win the NFC West. They got hit with injuries hard. Hard. Week one, off the rip. Four players gone. I think they were getting running backs from the labor pool. <laughs> they called me, and I was yeah. like, man. <laughs> I'm not as I'm athletic as Tom Brady, so I'm just going to sit this one out. But anyway, do you think they can get past the Rams, though? And Arizona? Well, I mean, see, Arizona's going to be next pick. Arizona's going to be better next but, year. But before they got hurt, though, I mean, that that was a dominant team. It was. But, and, and now I think I about if they Now, think about they pull off Deshaun. What if John Lynch pulls off the Deshaun Watson trade to the San Francisco? It's over. That's, what, that's part of my what if. If, if Deshaun Watson comes in. If that happens, then it's over. I, 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 if, yeah, if, if that happens and they get back, everybody they got back from, from year before last, then absolutely, yeah, they're, they're better than the Rams. Well, Arizona was. Gonna I think be my it's gonna be it's gonna be them and the Rams battling because Arizona's gonna have to fall to the to the back, right. and the Seahawks may take a step back. I don't trust Arizona's defense. Uh, it looked like Russell trying to weasel his way out of there, but that's I a whole other discussion. Sierra probably want to go back to the crib. She do. Go. <laughs> we know Matt Ryan's gonna be gone soon, probably. So, um, that's a good pick. You kind of, I was bounced between. All both teams, and you know, like me, I come prepared because I am the Pick'em King, so I always got something in the chamber. I was right? just gonna get up. I, had to <laughs> I always got something in the chamber. So with that said, I I think a sleeper team that has a good chance of making to the playoffs, and I don't know about a Super Bowl run, but I think they can make the playoffs. Um, is the Minnesota Vikings? True, because they got a young enough defense with good, you know, Daniel Hunter. Um, Eric Kendricks, Mike Hughes in corner. Um, they can't depend on Kirk Cousins. That's what I was gonna say. They still uh, but got. But that's Kirk it, Cousins. though. Like if if they can get Dalvin, if they can, if Dalvin can maintain his current 
pace he can stay and play. Healthy. If he can stay healthy, he stayed pretty healthy this year. I think he missed like one or two games, probably. Yeah. I don't think he played 16 games. Yeah. So Kirk. if they can keep him healthy, but Madison, their backup is pretty right. good too. So they got it. They got a good committee at running back. Um, Justin, Justin Jefferson's coming into his own. So I think that's one of those teams where they they maybe take out Green Bay in Minnesota, and they win. You know. 10, 11 games. They just got to hope Kirk, Kirk, Kirk Cousins don't fuck it up. Kirk, just don't come in and mess it up, Kirk. Yeah, you, just Kirk, don't lose the game for us. Don't and that's, that's a great pick. I think yeah. they, that's that's another one that's got a, that's yeah. a, a sleeper team that's got a good chance. But like I said, their quarterback is going to have to. Yeah, man. He, he he came in and got 40, 40 mil guaranteed, all of it. No, they give him. Yeah, it was just for the year. It was, I think, two, it was a two year deal or three year deal. I think he got 80 guaranteed, 80 something guaranteed from, from Washington and then left and then. Uh, and got it was a two year deal or three year deal for like uh ridiculous. For like sixty million dollars all of it guaranteed and for what? <laughs> for he, he, and you know what's crazy? I was uh watching. I don't really watch Undisputed like I used to. I just w- wait till it gets to YouTube so I can pick which clip. Right. <laughs> and, um, they were talking about, of course, the Dallas Cowboys. Like they always talk about Dak Prescott and his contract and what do they think they're gonna do and do they think Dak is gonna except another uh, franchise. Did thing. you see that Dallas put out a 2021 hype video and for the team and he wasn't on it? Wow. Um, it's like Shannon pointed out, like, why Dak? And I hate the Dallas Cowboys. Right. But why does Dak have to keep playing these games about if you trust me or not? And It's and because, I look it's because of who he's playing for. And Kirk Cousins, all this money he's making, and he's stuck. I don't think they made the no, they made the playoffs last they year. I'm sorry, year. it's two but, words: Jerry Jones. That's the only reason why we end we even having this conversation. It's because of Jerry Jones. That Jerry Jones don't want to pay Dak. I think if if Dak was somebody else, he wouldn't. We wouldn't be talking about his money. That's true. But Jerry he Jones and Romo the money. He, yeah. For nothing. He still De- De- Tony Romo still getting paid from the Cowboys. Yeah. All right. Well, we're not gonna we're not gonna That's hold a topic for another show. Another show. All right, well that's gonna do it for who who you got. Um Go Bucks. All right, moving right along. Uh <laughs> man, we're going with the women, man. <laughs> moving right along. Yeah. This week in Who's That Lady? We are giving a shout out to the incomparable Florence Griffith Joyner. Another person that's more athletic. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, you ain't lying. Flojo, as they like to call her, as we like to call her, was the fastest woman in the world and still is to this day. She still holds records for the uh, 100 meters and the 200 meters in the, in the Olympics. But anyway, Florence Griffith Joyner was born and raised in California. She was born in LA, as a matter of fact. She went to Cal State Northern. Northridge, I'm sorry. And she also went to UCLA where she started her track career. Um, she qualified for 100 meters in the 1980 Olympics, although she did not actually compete because that was during the time where the U.S. was boycotting the Olympics. So she came back in 84, and she won a silver medal in the, in the 200 meters that year. But it wasn't until 1988 where she came and shocked the world. Um, she ran a 10-6-1 to win the gold medal in the 100. Still hold, that's still a record to this day. As well as she ran a 21-1-7 in the 200 that same year. Ooh, 
still a record to this day held by that young lady. She was mainly known for her style. Uh, uh, she kept her nails that I believe they said it was four inches or so. What they call length. that? What they call the extra large nails these days? Right. Flojo right. is rocking them. Exactly. She was rocking them back in the eighties before these young ladies was even in their training bras. But anyway, Flojo was fine as hell. Yes, yeah, she was. I wish she had an Instagram page. <laughs> she you also wore. Some if anybody be on the Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> she also wore. Uh, what she called the one legger, which was her running suit with that 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 donned uh, uh, the one one pant leg. leg all the way down the right side, and the left leg was cut off. Um, something that you may not be aware of, Mister Indiana Pacers fan, that she also designed Pacers uniforms. Really? Yeah, I remember reading at one point. Okay. In time. Right yes, sir. Flo? Yeah. So, unfortunately, we lost uh, uh, Flojo at uh, unexpected time. She died at the age of thirty-eight. Um, but she still, like I said, still holds records to this day. Uh, I believe she has a daughter that precedes her. Uh, so we're going to give her daughter her flowers on her behalf. Shout out to Flo Joe from the OG Sports Show. We love you. Happy belated birthday. She had a birthday recently as well. And uh, I don't think there will ever be anybody like her, no. to be honest with you. At all. all right. Fellas, that wraps up week eight. we got to come back and uh, – and get at it again in week nine. Figure out some topics we're going to discuss. Maybe we'll get into uh, Dak Prescott and his lack of uh, common sense with signing sure. that it, franchise I mean, tag. It's, it's sports. Some shit will happen between now and then. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got something we're going to kick up. HBCU starting their they fall football, too. So, yeah. It's yeah. always something. Right. We'll get back at it. So, we appreciate y'all stopping by once again. Check out SVM on YouTube. Not just us, but all our family of, of podcasts on the, on the site. We'll get with y'all next time. Peace out. Word up.